This is a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio in London or online at funkidslive.com. Inside Parliament with Montague. With support from the Houses of Parliament. Hey, it's you again. Come back to have a poke around Parliament, have you? Is that the time? Hey, well, how about a trip through time instead? The ancient stones here at Westminster Hall have been whispering some of their secrets to me. All about democracy. Fascinating stuff. Wanna see? In this country, we have a democracy. It sounds like a complicated word, but all it means is letting as many people as possible have a say. People do this by voting, and it's the fairest way to run things. It wasn't always this way, though. We've gone back nearly a thousand years to the year 1112, a time when the king's word was law. If King Henry I said, give me all your money, well, you had to do it. If he said jump, you'd ask how high. And because he made the laws, he was above them. If he stole, then he couldn't punish himself. Doesn't sound like a fun time to live in, does it? Not unless you are the king. Things are changing, though. We're at a place called Runnymede, close to London. The year is now 1215, and a group of the barons are meeting with King John. Now, they've had enough of the monarch doing as he pleases, and they've got him pinned into a bit of a corner, as the king's not had a good time of it lately. He's just lost a war. The Pope's told him to sling his hook, and even he knows his subjects aren't too happy with him. As he needs the Baron's help, King John's agreed to sign a very important document that says he isn't above the law and that citizens could be protected by laws. This document was the Magna Carta and was the birth of democracy as we know it in this country. King John isn't looking too happy about having to sign that, but it's a good job for us today that he did. As we move through the 13th and 14th century, the kings and queens are still in charge, although they kill the richest and most powerful barons together to council when they need advice, or more likely money. A few more other types of people have a say in how things are run too. Some towns in each county send representatives to some of these meetings. The term parliament was used to describe these assemblies. Parler is the French word for to talk. You still have to be pretty rich and powerful to even vote for any of these representatives, though. Everything was thrown up in the air in 1642. A king called Charles I decided to ignore all the representatives and do what he liked. This was the Civil War, and there were dozens of battles and struggles for power. It was a terrible time for the country. In the end, Charles I was beheaded, and for a time there was no king or queen at all. Hard to imagine now, isn't it? After a few years, people decided that they did want a monarch. And in 1660, Charles I's son was returned to the throne. We're in the 1700s now, and as time goes on, other citizens of this country are getting a bit annoyed. There might have been representatives from all over the country in Parliament, but some tiny villages had two representatives, where big cities like Birmingham had none. This wasn't fair. More and more people were becoming frustrated that they hadn't had a say. Unless you had land or were a noble, well, you still just didn't count. The only way to get your voice heard was to send petitions into Parliament. 
but it very rarely worked, and even finding out what laws were being agreed was virtually impossible. People began to get angrier and angrier. You see, what was fueling the anger was that people in this country saw what had happened in France. There was the French Revolution. People grabbed the power back from the lords and monarchy. Some people wanted to do the same in this country. Others, they were called Chartists, got together in the early part of the 1800s and put forward six big demands to make things better. Some of the demands were that all men should have the vote. Vote should be secret and that you didn't have to be a landowner to be an MP. It took a hundred years for these demands to be met. Well, most of them. By 1918, any man over the age of 18 was able to vote. That's less than a hundred years ago. You may have noticed I said men. It didn't include women though. They would have to wait until 1918 for any of them to get a vote. The suffragettes were campaigners who fought to make this change. Many even dying as part of protests. Time for us to get back to today. Today, almost any grown-up who's a citizen of this country can vote in elections and can even stand to be an MP. Whether you're a man or a woman, rich or poor, it doesn't matter. It's a right that you have, and as you can see, it's something that shouldn't be taken for granted. It's taken nearly a thousand years to get it right. Did you know, some people don't even bother to vote because they think voting isn't important. I think they're bonkers. It's like being given an amazing gift and not even playing with it. And now I vote for a rest. So I'm off back to me perch. Hope to see you soon back inside Parliament. Inside Parliament with Montague the Gargoyle. With support from the Houses of Parliament. Find out more about the Houses of Parliament online on the Fun Kids website, www.funkidslive.com. So that was a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio in London or online at funkidslive.com. I'm James Stewart, and in Saving Planet Earth, I'm going to be joined by some of the world's top scientists to introduce you to some of the weird and wonderful ideas being trialled to try and save our planet. Led, of course, by your questions. Hi James, I know that climate change is affecting our oceans. Is there anything that's being done to look after it? And one of the solutions involves dolphin poo. (laughs) This is Saving Planet Earth. Available wherever you get your podcasts.